Oh my gosh. Hallelujah. Wow. My goodness. It is smoky in here. <laughs> Whoa. What is going on? The ferocity of inebriation. If you guys just want your blood to boil, get every little creature burnt out, I encourage you to just, Father, torch our hearts. Restore the joy of our salvation. May we go inward and not have our conscience locked out of the garden of our own heart. Understand that your conscience, your mind, your brain is returning to heaven inside your heart and sin sears your brain outside the garden of your own heart and your heart is seized by the fallen angels. And so we need a fresh baptism of fire constantly so that our mind lives in the garden of God in you, Christ in you. So all progressive revelation is for your mind to be solidified in your own Garden of Eden. And there you'll find all your true brothers and sisters right inside the heart realm of Jesus Christ in you. Glory. Ha 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 ha. This title is challenging me to get really out of control drunk tonight. <coughs> what did King David say? I will become more inebriated than this. More intoxicated than this. I will become more undignified. What was he undignified by? The glory. <laughs> I will get more drunk than this. You know, the drunkenness is the fastest way to connect your brain to your own spirit and to cleanse the seared conscience. And so... Thank you, Father, for washing our brains. Crucified where? The place of the skull, the brain. Bam. Holy. Whoa. <laughs> I just felt that right in my brain. You know, when you do hard drugs, they say it melts your brain. This is your brain on drugs. You ever seen the scrambled eggs? This is your brain on Christ. Wow, so when you inhale the breath of life into your brains, the blood offering, the sin offering of Jesus Christ at the place of the skull, we actually are getting our brains reconnected into the glory of heaven. And this is your brain on the Holy Spirit. And they should show him a couple scrambled eggs. <laughs> a little frown. Remember that in D.A.R.E. program? They'd have, and they have a frown with the eggs in the pan. Like, it was scary stuff. And I, I swore an oath. I'll never do drugs. So, after school that day, Holy Spirit. Thank help us, Lord. I almost bought a dare shirt on eBay. Well, didn't want to make people stumble. I know you guys still are struggling a lot, and my freedom 
hurts people's feelings sometimes, and so I exercise self-control. No, no dare. We don't want them off drugs. We want them on drugs. <laughs> we want examples of this is your brain in the frying pan of Jesus. Ah! <laughs> Keep cooking. Don't come out of the pan. <laughs> You'll either be in the frying pan or in the goat demon pan. Come on, somebody. Pan was the demon god of the Canaanites that they'd sacrificed their children to. The Canaanite woman was coming from Pan that day, I've heard scholars teach. And so Jesus wasn't so quick to give the children of Israel to Pan worshipers. <laughs> it's not right to give pan worshipers the children's bread but even lord even peter pan and the lost boys eat the scraps off your table <laughs> it's true oh my god everybody doing okay chilled out not angry at yourself you know when you take a cup of wine you're loving yourself new wine for the new covenant Jesus said, love your neighbor and love yourself. Well, I can't love myself. I'm, I'm not perfect. When you... <laughs> if you love yourself, guess what? You'll be drinking the wine of God. You'll be drinking divine love. To love yourself is to receive the new wine. There's no other way you can obey that verse or the law of the new covenant to love your neighbor and to love yourself because you're not capable of loving guys only the wine is love only God is love and so we're learning how to be inebriated or out of our carnal mind if I am out of my mind for Christ in ecstasy it says in Greek it's for God and then people that aren't living for God's sake, but if I'm in my mind, it's for you. So I'm just, I'm serving people. Listen, Martha, it's time for some merry activity in your life. <laughs> my God, <laughs> you know, it's like trying, it's like trying to compare the abilities of the flesh with the abilities of the Holy Spirit. And isn't that man's pride? I know it was my pride and I'm still loving to drink it away. You just drink it away every day. Pride can only be drunk away. A seared conscience, Hebrews chapter 9, only goes away by the sprinkling or the drinking of the blood. What's a seared conscience? Disconnected from Christ in you, the glory realm. Hello? Anybody out there? What is a seared conscience? It's your sin separating you from God. Where? God out here? No, if it's fallen angel, that's he who's in the world. That's the one outside you is 200 million fallen angels that obey the throne of Satan. You don't want to be pleasing anything externally. That's the kingdom of hell. <laughs> if you serve in principalities, think you're serving Jesus like false Christians and stuff. We don't want that. So we take 
our seared conscience we all come out of having a seared conscience that's what it means to be born of flesh that your brain is separated from your spirit that's why you got to be born again born of spirit and water because it connects your mind the place of the skull with God in your spirit God has always been inside man's spirit inside man's garden he's never left I will never leave you oh well he left me no he didn't leave you your mind got separated from your spirit God is as close as your belly the reason why everyone feels him to different measures is because of sin separating your mind your brain from your own spirit it's not external separation it's internal separation so to draw closer to God is to grow inwardly grow inwardly I have just been so encouraged with Jian Guyan this year about all her library and it's my daily devotionals and you know what I never read a single one of her books until this year she's considered the most mature Christian who's ever lived by a lot of people you understand that the most mature Christian that's ever lived by a lot of people the greatest teacher of Christianity many many Christians consider Jian Guyan the greatest most mature Christian has ever lived and everything she teaches in all her books is what Red Letter Ministries has been preaching for 12 years I didn't know that and I'm not puffing my horn I'm just astonished of the accuracy of the Holy Ghost through a drunkard I couldn't believe it whole phrases and paragraphs that I've never heard anywhere else written in those 400 year old 300 year old books talk about encouragement because everyone tells me I'm a false prophet I'm a false teacher everyone is just negative very few are positive you guys it's the minority and I love it and I don't I'm not asking for encouragement I'm just saying you sometimes question are you off because everyone says you're off and so few can walk with you and they manifest and they go crazy on you every day and you sometimes wonder do am I so far off the leaders will often say you're off what you're doing is God we have comments this week on YouTube saying that our videos are the most satanic thing on the internet yeah, they made me smile because they're like oh that really the most satanic thing glory we have reached the pinnacle of glory that the Pharisees think we are the most satanic thing on the internet it got me drunk but you got to wonder though is there are there things off and so God will bring 2,000 pound ox around your life to encourage you or to yoke to you so to make sure you're on the right path make sure you're plowing the right ground that you're doing God's will that you're accurate what does it say about Apollos the big boys from Jerusalem had to come around Apollos and show him the gospel those Bible say a little more accurately he understood John's baptism he's got a little tongues you know he's like a Pentecostal and here comes the glory boys from Jerusalem that were discipled by God face to face for three years let me help you out Apollos there are levels of accuracy and of course you do it in humility and it's always fun and I'm sure Apollos had a freaking blast with Paul and Barnabas can you even imagine being in their company Woo! these are the men the renegades that turn the world upside down hallelujah wonderful it's true 
But Apollos was clueless, wasn't he? It was a fancy, nice, respectful way of saying Apollos <laughs> was clueless. Hey, man. I just say that out loud. I'm clueless. It's true. You know, the only thing right about Paul and Barnabas was the Holy Ghost. Isn't that wild? Paul's not standing up saying, I'm right, you're wrong. This ain't temper tantrums of kindergarten. This ain't the carnal mind of Satan, kingdom of hell activity. This was saying, here's the Holy Ghost, Apollos. Let me show you the secret mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Because what you're doing is zeal without knowledge. And we love your zeal. We can take zeal. God can use zeal. If your zeal is clay in the potter's hands, and if you really want to grow in God, and if you're willing to face your own demons inside your own heart, you'll get through anything. If you can look inwardly and not outwardly and don't, don't blame others and only look inside yourself, you can plow through any soil that hell has put in your bloodlines in 6,000 years. And there's many men and women surrounding you today that will help you in your walk with Christ. The issue is, are you going to judge outwardly and go the way of the accuser? Or will you judge yourself so that you are not judged. It's a wonderful thing. I remember when I was tempted by Satan all these times in the past when I was more immature than this. And it was always someone else's fault. The demon will never say something. He'll try to guilt trip you sometimes. But he'll always try to separate you from others by planting accusation in your mind. It's the same for everyone. Don't think you're special. I'm not talking about anyone in particular. This sin is common to all men and women. It's called the accuser of the brethren. Satan works the same in everyone. Divide and conquer, for a kingdom divided cannot stand. That's his only strategy is to keep you confused and keep you in unrighteous judgment towards others, which automatically is applied to yourself in the courtrooms of the demons. <laughs> nothing loving about it there's no discernment in it you're only killing yourself and others and that's the demon strategy that is the summary of all the plans of satan and hell for all lives on earth is to keep you divided and to live an external religious facade live a fake phony makeup life of the outer man and never go and plow your own heart what did jesus say about these people hypocrites that's what he called them. You hypocrites, multiple times. The most common term Jesus Christ had for his enemies <laughs> was calling them hypocrites. Why? Because they only lived outwardly and Jesus only lived inwardly. Every word he spoke was to pull them in inwardly. And it's not about putting others down. It's about exposing you are serving the fallen angels. And he said that to them multiple times. Your father is the devil because you're living outwardly. You're judging. Stop judging. You don't even have the right to judge yourself. You don't. You're never going to be accurate until the fire of God alone is your judge. You know what judgment actually is? I'll tell you accurately. Drinking the new wine. 
That's judgment. This is a cup of judgment. It's called the winepress of the wrath of the Almighty or the passion of the Almighty. And it will trample out all wickedness. So those who love to drink the new wine are judging all the wickedness in their own hearts with every sip. Why do you think we're so happy? I'm so happy because I just got judged by the blood knowing that I am entirely black, entirely wicked, and there is nothing good in me or you or anyone except the Holy Ghost, which is what we're drinking. Hello, welcome to the New Covenant. Can you hear me? <laughs> Can you hear me? We're drinking goodness. There's an inebriation of ferocity, ferociousness, where you begin to drink and you begin to tell the truth from the wine. Every single one of you drank alcohol. Most of you used to be alcoholics. You remember the cowardly boldness you'd get on alcohol? <laughs> There's all kinds of names for it over there. Liquid courage. Nation would call weaker sissy military nations. They need their liquid courage. They're only bold when they're drunk on alcohol. No true courage, no true bravery. Why? Because you get crazy when you get drunk. You get out of your mind. You say whatever you want. You don't care. No inhibition. And most of you like that feeling. You liked it because it felt like freedom, but it's a pseudo counterfeit freedom. It's fake freedom, false freedom, Satan's freedom, which after you wake up in the morning, it's a greater bondage. <laughs> Hallelujah. We get hung over with happiness. The drunkenness of the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 3.18 says, Be inebriated with the Spirit. NIV says, Constantly filled with the Spirit. If you look in the Greek, in the Greek, Ephesians 3.18 in the Bible says, Do not be drunk on the wine of the prodigal. The prodigal's wine. Okay, and he's not just saying alcohol, he's saying rebellion. Do not be drunk on rebellion. The wine of the prodigal, it says in Greek. Ephesians 3.18. You can study it for yourself. Go to Greek lexicon. And then he says, but be inebriated on the Holy Spirit. Be intoxicated, be drunk with love. Song of Solomon 5.1, Shaka Shaka. Drink and be drunk with love, brothers and sisters. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> mm. So, you're telling me to obey the golden rule of the new covenant is simply to be intoxicated on love. It's actually judging yourself daily in the drink, in the cup. It's having that judgment wash through you. And see, what it's dealing with is demons in your blood. Crocodiles in your blood. Oh, I'm not demonized. You live in this world. Have you saved the world? Obadiah chapter 1, the saviors will come out of Zion and save the planet. You're connected to this planet. You are demonized. <laughs> oh, listen guys, there's an answer. And the more demons that surround you, the more drinking you need to do to bind them to the walls of Saturn's cube. Kingdom of Hell is called Saturn. 
Acts chapter 7, it's written several times. The kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of Saturn, and it's the kingdom of the fallen angels. And how you deal with the fallen angels that influence your brain, your blood, your thoughts, your sights, your ears, your five physical senses, and all the meditations of your heart every day is you drink them away in the blood of Jesus. You realize they only come out if you change bloodlines. You got to go from Nile to Jordan. If you're not drinking, there's no change in your flesh. So there's no change in your deliverance. And you'll get progressively worse when you're around those that are actually changing. The word change is metamorphosis. Romans 12 2. Where? By the renewing of your mind. How does your mind get renewed? By your blood in your heart. Everything passes through your heart. Out of your heart, your mouth speaks. So you're saying... The words come out of here and flow through here. So heart to brain, heart to brain, all day long, every day, heart to brain, heart to brain, blood and brain, blood and brain. That's the carrier system of words and spirits in your eternal soul. And when you die, the whole kingdom of hell is just burnt out of you. You pass through fire and only the part of you that was God's spirit and God's word gets into heaven. That's your eternal rewards. So the, the thing you want to do now is purge it and cleanse it while you're here <laughs> go after your inner man with everything you got stop judging stop looking around stop pointing the finger you got three pointing back at you and you point at your own heart nobody needs to change except you and me it's called christianity it's called without hypocrisy it's called satan not in your christianity Satanic Christianity is changing others. Being like the Pharisees. What did Jesus call them? hundred times. Hypocrites. What's the real Christian? I only change myself. You realize that? Do you know that every Joel's bar I've preached for 13 years has been to myself? There's not one Joel's bar since the first one I did that was for you. I did it all for me called the double-edged sword I'm only changing my inner man to fight my own hypocrisy to fight my own pride and to fight my own lust every single Joel's bar since the very first one why because that's normal ministry <laughs> hello it's called sowing and reaping gee whiz I guess I'm gonna only speak the things I want to reap because I read the Bible and I know it's true I've never said one thing for you this whole time Every single word has been preaching at myself, taking me to new levels by sowing and reaping, and you're welcome to come with me. And that's how real ministry has always worked. Jesus said, my, my food is to do my Father's will. So he was eating what was causing him to grow, and he was overflowing the things he was receiving from his Father for himself and passing it to his friends, not keeping it secret. Everything he shared with his disciples was what the Father was sharing with him. Do you understand what real Christianity is yet? You're gonna. <laughs> so every word you speak is actually dealing with your own pride and lust in your own heart because it's a sword. I will come and destroy you with the sword of my mouth. What is Jesus saying? He's not, not angry at you. He's saying, Everything that's in my heart that makes me the Messiah, that makes me the Lord and the King of all, 
Jesus. Everyone worships Jesus. Everything that makes Jesus as amazing as you believe he is, that's the sword coming out of his mouth. He's only imparting into you what he is himself. It's called zero hypocrisy. It's the nature of God. God has never done one thing to you that he doesn't do to himself every day. There's not one standard. What did Jesus say about the Pharisees? They put a yoke on you, but they don't lift a finger to help you carry it. Garbage. It's putting rules, regulations on others, and then not helping you carry it? What is that mess? It's satanic Christianity. It's false religion. Real Christianity is only imparting what you have imparted to yourself. Come on, you know it's true. And it's a wonderful thing. So we go deeper inwardly every day, and that's how you get to know God. And then if people want to know God because you're shining and you're glowing and you're happy all the time and your fruit is like the Garden of Eden, what, how did you get so close to God? I only went in inwardly every day of my walk with Christ. I only preached into my own heart the thorns and thistles against the very things that I needed to grow in. You understand that's how a real apostle or prophet gets their message every single day? Why? Because in them you live and move and have their be your being. You are inside the hearts. What are the pearls of the gates? They're called the apostles of the throne of grace. You are inside the men and women. The kingdom of heaven is made out of living stones, people. Living. You are inside men and women's blood and flesh right now. What is Molech? Dead blood, dead flesh. You're inside the Freemason. You're inside the daughter of the Eastern Star. You're inside CNN influence. You're inside uh, MSNBC influence. You're inside fallen angel influence. That's what Saturn is. And we got to bind him to the walls. But if you're inside the kingdom, you're inside men and women of righteousness. Hello? You think the kingdom of heaven's the only kingdom that you live inside skins? No, when you're in darkness, you're in the warlock skin. You're in the witch's skin. A lot of you are in your mom and dad's skin and in the witchcraft rebellious part of their skin and blood and you haven't even broken off of fam family curses. You're still inside the flesh. So Jesus Christ brings us his flesh and blood. Why? Because you start to live in his heart. Literally. What's the river of life? Living in the bloodstream of the man, about six feet tall. Of Jesus just figurative no it's literal it is so literal oh my gosh <laughs> every prophet I know has gone to heaven says you go right through the double doors of Christ's heart you should have been in those double doors on earth in fact you had to die and enter those doors and you dead showed you how far you were when you walked the earth from him so the thing now about it is, is you want to deal with all the death lying to you, deceiving you now while you're down here. So you live beyond the doors, beyond the veil. I mean, I'm not talking about wandering around somewhere in the outer arteries. <laughs> Where does this vein go? No, I, I want to go right into the center to be next to the father. Why? Strongest glory, the strongest drink. The best wine is where? at the right hand of God pleasures forevermore how do you get there enter the bloodstream of Jesus the river of life and let it deal 
with your bloodstream. There's murder in many of your bloodstreams right now, and I can feel it. There's actually demons that have been in your bloodlines and in your bloodstreams for like a very long time. And God has been doing deliverance on me, guys, for 21 years. I didn't even know yesterday was my 21st spiritual birthday. I got born again October 15th, 1999. So I'm 21 in the spirit, and I was born in the glory, so I'm 21 in the glory. So I'm 20, you know, I'm drinking age. <laughs> He's opening up the Everclear. Whole fifth this year. Amen. Don't hold back. Mm, maybe a nice little watermelon mixer or something. Holy Ghost. Fresh squeezed lemonade was my favorite. And that was the counterfeit. So I can't wait for heaven's fresh squeezed lemonade mixers. Mm. Glory. Eden's Everclear. Oh, it's the best. You just drink that stuff and black out. Yeah, it's like narcotics. Not even human after 15 minutes. <laughs> Hallelujah, it's wonderful. I love it in the glory. Whoever's forgiven much loves much, meaning all of your experimentation in darkness gets fulfilled in the realities in light. So every counterfeit you've experienced what's the holy spirit doing filling those areas a lot of you it's sex the counterfeit of sexual immorality and the counterfeit of sex's pleasure in the pleasure of intimacy with jesus it's called the virgin king and so a lot of those counterfeits of the deep areas of the woundedness of your vaginas and penises are getting filled with the glory and your hearts and the deep places of your heart where you had loneliness and you gave huge, ch huge chunks of your souls to incubus and succubus, demon spirits of lust. All of that, listen, when the demon takes part of your soul through sex, what you do is you go into the altar you traded on and you get your soul back. What does Psalm say? He restores my soul. You guys want to get real tonight? Get your souls back? Start getting sensitive to the Holy Ghost? I love it because this is all true and this is all stuff God's dealt with in me for 21 years. <laughs> I, they had cast out demons out of me they didn't even know existed the first three months and I've been casting them out of others ever since it's like you know you cast them into the pigs the legion but what we did is we cast them into the American Christians I think <laughs> where did that legion go after it came out of me I think it went into Minnesota been fighting them ever since externally in others because they all have to live in blood they're not living in animals. They will sometimes hop in an animal. But they don't find much satisfaction in the animal blood. They like human blood. Yeah, they love it. What does the Bible say? Jezebel is drunk on human blood. Book of Revelation. The blood of what kind of human? The blood with the light in it. The blood of the saints. Oh, hallelujah. Only born again blood. Real weak imp spirit. Can't get that close because of the believer's angels will beat him away. But you'd be surprised the level of demons you've been facing in your own blood. The big boys of hell. You've been dealing with big boys, princes. A lot of you have been dealing with princes from birth because your callings are so big. You get around people, been around imp spirits their whole life, and like, what are you? What kind of creature? Oh, I didn't realize I've been trained against Goliath. From since day one 
And these people that are no threat to the kingdom of hell at all have never known a prince. So they have no grid for wrestling principalities like the Apostle Paul, like the Apostle Barnabas, like the Apostle John, the, the Apostle Peter. He's wrestling Nero Caesar in the Roman Colosseum, people. How many Christians never even got close to the Caesar? The Apostle's right there. <laughs> what are the other Christians dealing with? Smaller devils. Tiny ones. Just like the angels go from little tiny tinkerbells to Revelation says angels the size of galaxies you realize that's millions of times different sizes every star differs in size he's referring to angels Romans chapter 9 Apostle Paul so you have angels the size of a pin needle isn't that wild that's how the angel of the Lord started in you and you have angels grown to be the size of galaxies there's angels bigger than galaxies here people one foot on the sun, one foot on the earth. What the heck? You don't even know how many miles that is. You have to Google it. That's over 10 miles. Crazy how big that angel is. Holy ghost. Wow. Getting wild tonight. Wild freedom. You can just feel stuff snapping and crackling and popping. I love the spirit of Elijah. Because they'll just jump around mountain to mountain. What is he going to kill today? What is he going to attack? What evil spirit in me, in my bloodlines, is he going to attack? The spirit of Elijah is unpredictable. We are so unsafe around Red Letter Ministries. That's what every demon should be saying, right? Screw tape letters. I want to hear what your demons are talking about. I already know what the angels are talking about. Jo Caleb, spy company. And Joshua going out and spying what are the giants of your bondage and depravity speaking of uh-huh you beat up the demon too much he'll get depressed he'll lose heart he'll get weaker in your bones and marrow he'll get weaker in your blood See, you come with the two-edged sword what is Jesus destroying he's only destroying the kingdom of hell he's saving you by destroying your spiritual wickedness which is called pride the fallen angels are working in your souls to the current measure of your pride pride is blindness that you haven't looked inwardly but you're still looking outwardly pride is the searing of the conscience and the very curse of the fall that keeps your brain disconnected from your own heart and your heart is forfeit to the kingdom of hell and so he trains people to use the brain to put rules and regulations on others religion so you're only actually helping people to the measure you're attacking Satan in yourself every sermon I've preached since the very first one has been attacking the devil in myself that's all ministry is because it's anti-hypocrisy any area of weakness any area of the fallen angel nature that you recognize pride when you're rubbing on people Holy Ghost and you see stuff come out of your behavior that's not Jesus Christ <laughs> you see stuff come out of you 
that ain't God and you know that you still have sin in you and the sin comes out the fire of God burns out some snakes some serpents some words where did that come from you stub your toe and you curse Jesus or something you know that Satan still has influence in some rooms of your heart can you get drunk in the spirit when you stub your toe that's a sign of great deliverance and a great work that's done in your heart can you get drunk in the spirit when you're cut off on the freeway can you get drunk in the spirit when your friends and family destroy your belongings and destroy your property and do thousands of dollars of damage to your stuff can you not get negative can you stay positive can you not be distracted can you stay focused on your continual inward transformation when all chaos is breaking loose around you and the demons are trying to tempt you to blame others because everyone's going crazy in the fire of God but you're just dealing with the stuff in your own heart because you want to go to the next level of glory <laughs> can you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus through storms through temptations through family tribulations through the frictions of the growth of the tree of life confronting the tree of the knowledge of good and evil every little centimeter of the way do you understand that there is a rubbing God planted a seed inside the tree of the knowledge of good and evil which is you you and me are the tree of the knowledge of good and evil it ain't some bush out there in the garden how dare you blame a fern come on you what, you think it's an oak tree you think this is a redwood tree you are the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and Satan doesn't want you to know that he wants you to think it's something else except you anything but actual transformation anything but actual change so the tree of life was planted in seed form in the very center of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and that's a fact Jack now can you feed the tree of life what does it require the sacrifice of the knowledge of good and evil everything is fallen it's not picking and choosing this is God this is the devil it's all the devil there ain't a risen holy thing down here except the Holy Ghost and you don't realize that yet you don't understand your own depravity you don't understand your own sickness therefore you don't know the doctor very well we make excuses we blame others we never look inside ourselves because the fallen angel hypocrisy is still working in our hearts and we're fake and we're false and we're phony and we need to get real and all the things of the world are fake phony and false all the things of blaming others plank and speck activity you understand that Jesus said that you judge with planks and specks in your eyes do you understand that's the only thing a human being can do why because a human being is altogether darkness oh humanity's righteousness is filthy rigs Isaiah how dare you now I can't fake being good now my speck in my eye as I judge my neighbor <laughs> condemns me Wow so Jesus really put the fork in hypocrisy cooked it and it's done didn't he 
so that everyone's without excuse, so that no one can say I'm better than you. I'm more righteous than you. No, it's Jesus. And you just become the biggest, most irritating flame of Yahweh that no one can understand. No one can understand Yahweh. Only Jesus. And you understand the Father to the measure you've gone into the fire. To the measure you sacrificed your skull and your fallen angel influence. To the measure you've realized how sick you are. You got a real sicko here. And it's you and it's me. Therefore, you know what? We got a big doctor. We got Archangel Raphael. Why? Because these ones are that sick. Sick and twisted people. Look at Saul. Don't get much sicker than being a serial killer, does it? And then when he was an immature Christian, he's like, I'm the least of the saints. No, he said he's the least of the apostles. Not even worthy to be called an apostle, he said after that. Then he's like, whoa, actually, I'm, I'm the least of the saints. Whoa, so you're no longer the least of the apostles. You're now the least of the saints. And then five years later, he's like, nope, I'm actually the worst of all sinners. In his last book, he says, I'm the worst of sinners. His first book, he says, I'm the worst apostle, not even worthy to be considered apostle. There's a 30-year difference of maturity. What did he grow in? Sickness. What? Recognizing it. He didn't grow in health. No, the fire of God revealed what he was as Saul. Was he any different as Paul? Only offered to the fire. That same creature was right there, but now had become dependent on the healer. Wasn't separated anymore. Wasn't feeling bad for himself either went right into God and realized the glory of how desperate the human condition is for Jesus Christ. Help us, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. May we get real tonight. Stop playing games. And let's get real, and not just the intensity. Let's get real in the glory. Let's get real in the new wine. Let's get real with God the Father in us and go into us and see what's in us and what we're going to find. You're not going to find anything in there except hypocrisy. You're not going to find one good thing in your heart. It doesn't exist. The human heart is wicked beyond knowing. I want to know how wicked it is. I will go into the depths of hell of the human heart. Why? Because that's how you change it with the healing doctor. I want to go into the seven dungeons. I want to heal them. But in order to heal them, you have to reveal them as it is written. And all their hearts will be laid bare of what? Their sickness. Their pride. How fallen you are. Oh yeah, how fallen I am. And I love it. That's why I'm so happy. Because I know my condition. I know where I come from. Do you? I came from Tartarus. Hell. I came from the lowest region of hell. That's where I was saved from. And that's what I am. 
and there's very little different. In fact, it's actually more real to me what I am as a Tartarus type sorcerer creature of darkness. It's more real to me today than when I was first born again 21 years ago. The only thing that has changed is my eyes opening to what a human being is and what God is and allowing God to be everything and me to be nothing. That's the only thing that's changed. I'm still the same flesh and blood. And so are you. What's the transformation? Recognizing it. Progressing in the understanding of your sickness and depravity. This is not a beat yourself up message. This is wisdom building her seven pillars. Where do these seven pillars go? We need roots. They need to go into the lowest regions of your earthen vessels, into the bowels of your stomachs in the earth. Oh yeah, all the way down to your grandma and grandpa, Adam and Eve. Why? Because you're connected to them and the level that your conscience is seared and doesn't see that, that path down there still has demons working in it. And that's why you're still tempted in the bloodlines. The bloodlines are passed on where? In the bones. Blood cells are produced in the bones. You have 206 bones. Children have more, but they dissolve and fuse into the other bones. Can these dry bones live? What does the Bible say? Ezekiel? Can these dry bones live? Why? Because we want life to be passed on in the bones. The altar is only an altar by having bones. There's no altar in hell except human bones be at that altar. There's no altar in heaven except human bones be at that altar. And it's not just Jesus. Isn't that wild? It's also Moses and Elijah because their bones were taken up into heaven. So the altar of Melchizedek was served even in the old covenant, people. Wow. The truth is in the bones. Jesus said they were dead men's bones, didn't he? And he said, not one of these bones will be broken so that prophecy would be fulfilled. Why? Because where your bones are, there your altar is. And if there are bones in altars in the underworld, Paul says in the Corinthians, that you are serving at altars of demons, then there are people there whose bloodlines and bones are still serving the kingdom of hell and empowering thrones of demons. Multiple demons, not just one demon with a throne, many demons with thrones. The Bible says principalities, powers, thrones, and dominions. All plural. Wow. And that's what you were born into. And that is only inside flesh and blood. Someone else's flesh and blood. No, yours. Yours. Some of you got Aztec, Mayan, human sacrifice blood. Some of you got druid, Irish, blood-drinking, baby-killing, baby-throat-slitting blood. Cannibalism is in all your bloodlines. Oh, this is horrifying stuff. No, it's true. It's true. And in order to come into the glory of God, you need revelation knowledge of what is in your blood. Why is your blood not producing the quality of life of heaven on earth? The life is in the blood because your blood is connected to these altars. And what does the Bible say? Satan is drunk on the saints blood. Can a saint be demonized? Do you read revelation? 
all the saints were so demonized they gave their very life force to hell and the bible says that babylon the great deceived all nations that includes christians people who's that book written to revelation chapter one to the kings and the priests of the earth wow <laughs> so you're telling me the kings and the priests of the earth have been giving their blood to demons and altars i didn't say it the bible says it and we're here 2,000 years after it's written with all the wisdom of the prophets of all time to deal with reality, deal with the situation in us, in my own heart. Listen, and it's so wonderful. If you become self-sacrificial and you get real tonight, you will never need to change anyone to change the world because you can learn to change the world by only changing yourself. Come on, somebody. Do you realize you can go into your heart Wow, and go all the way back down to the mantle of Adam and Eve. And it's right down inside your heart right now. It's right down inside my heart. So I'm only looking for people who become real disciples. How many does it take? One. We got more than one. I believe there are many here that will actually go all the way down inside their own heart. And become real disciples all the way down entombed with Jesus Roman chapter 6 entombed buried into the depths of the deaths he died three deaths spiritual mental and physical he died as a sinner three deaths he died in Gehenna he died in Hades and he died in Tartarus he died spiritually mentally and physically why so that you could go down into all the death that's in you in christ and have it become crystal clear and sparkling it's a beautiful thing satan defeated at the cross why now you got access to your own heart you did not before you realize that's the old covenant they couldn't go inside their own heart whoa what's beyond the veil False prophets say, it's out here. We'll go out in space somewhere, fly around Nibiru with the reptiles or something. Flying around Saturn's moons. Uh-uh. Beyond the veil. The veil's been torn. It's going inside your own hearts. Destroying the external religion called the kingdom of hell. Oh. <laughs> it only takes a few good men, doesn't it? You see what I'm saying today? to go in all the way champions of self-sacrifice to go all the way down therefore going all the way up the measure you've brought your mind down is the measure you are currently walking in his upward resurrection force the springs and the rains of self-sacrifice Hosea says he will come like the rain and that we are clouds full of rain by the spirit and the power and the witness of Elijah how do you get rain how do you get spring how do you get the days of Noah floods of living water floods of glory floods of fire floods of angel power because you went down in yourself and got out all your own blockages 
you stop judging others. You stop being critical. You stop gossiping. You stop slandering. You stop practicing the manipulation of witchcraft upon people. The dark arts. And you became a true disciple of your own heart to bring out the depths of the springs of the Garden of Eden that are available and wide open through the death of Jesus for anyone that goes down in his death. What did Paul say was the maturity of his entire life on earth? What's the most mature thing? Read about it in Philippians, one of his last books. That I might participate in the baptism of Jesus Christ's death. They're all like, life? No, you haven't died, man. That's why you're all about the life. Mature ones know it's all about the death. Oh, Woo! it's all about going down inside your own heart. I want to go down inside the bowels of my earthen vessel. I want to live amongst the brain in my belly. Oh, as it is below, so it is above. Your intestines look just like your brains. Wow. The above and the below realms. The spiritual intelligent brain that's in the belly of man, in the belly of the earth. And eject and evict the throne of Satan. You know where it is. In your bowels. <laughs> you don't have to be a prophet to know that the kingdom of hell is in the belly of the earth. The Bible tells you that. You don't have to read Anne around, Anne around Trees, Heaven Waits the Bride to know the black ravens flying down there with the harpies of hell. Right under your feet in the spiritual dimension. But we need to learn how to go there and to die the deaths. Die the deaths of the deaths spiritually, mentally, and physically in Christ Jesus. For his spirit, his mind, in his flesh and blood alone to remain in our lives and then we'll be real <laughs> and then we'll be his brothers and sisters and the truth is until then a lot of the stuff in us is not related to God Hebrews 1 he's not ashamed to call these ones which ones the disciples of his death brothers and sisters everything else is just fake it's hypocrisy it's external religion it's Jezebel's church why are they drunk on the blood of the saints because they never drank the blood of Jesus they never got inebriated on the lion of the tribe of Judah's ferociousness always been hypocrites always been fake but the true ones that go down in themselves reveal all hearts and that's why some of you are persecuted that's why some of your reputations have been slandered and attacked that's why you're hated for righteousness sake why because you go inwardly and expose these hypocrites amen thank you father for taking us down into the depths of our own hearts no longer looking outwardly no longer deceived by the fallen angels looking inwardly how can I change to be real there is no greater love than a man lays down his life for his friends clearly your friends don't understand they can only stand understand to the measure they've died to themselves in their own hearts 
So your real friends you'll find in the depths of the baptism of Jesus Christ's death and nowhere else. Everything else is temporal. People will come and go, but we have an anchor for our soul in the baptism of death. Oh, it's fun. Going down into old Davy Jones' locker. I tell you what, right on the other side is the Garden of Eden. Not outwardly, inwardly. This is what the Bible says is the restoration of the ancient paths. They're ancient because it's the genealogies and the bloodlines of the nations. And we will take the altar of the center of the earth and we will serve the altar of God in the center of man's bones and lineage. And there will not be a throne of Satan or a kingdom of Saturn whatsoever. For Scripture says that hell itself was thrown out of the earth into the bottomless pit. These are the stages of removing the kingdom of Saturn and Molech from the nation's flesh and blood and binding these fallen angels to the walls of their own kingdom and casting it as a cube of darkness off the planet. By the priesthood of Melchizedek, it will happen in your lifetime. And this ministry has been leading the charge of that reality since its conception. That's why I had such deep experiences in the occult before I was born again. So I would understand all the ways of the devil, all the ways of the demons, like Moses growing up in Pharaoh's house, trained in necromancy. I was a necromancer, people. I would talk with demons as they'd walk through my eyes. The cloud of darkness was so strong on my soul that people could physically see it. They kicked me out of my senior year of high school. I had straight A's because the diabolical genius was working. They kicked me out of my senior year of high school with my letterman's jacket, 4.0 on my jacket. And, and they said, we don't want another Littleton incident. The previous semester, just a few miles away from Whitefish High School, where I was going to my senior year in Colorado, Littleton, Colorado, crazy Satanists had killed all their friends. <laughs> and you know how they kicked me out? Because I wrote in my AP college-level English class an English paper that was so graphic and horrifying of severing the lamb's head as a fallen angel that they pissed themselves. They literally, that day they brought it to the principal and they were horrified. They had police inside the principal's office and all the only thing they had on me, I was a, a letterman in academics, a letterman in all state in football, and a letterman in all state in tennis. So in the natural, it didn't even make sense because I was so gifted in sports and academics but because of the evil, the sheer darkness alone that I put out in word form as a warlock, they had the police escort me off the school premises. They said, if you ever step foot back on campus, Whitefish High School, 1999, you'll be immediately arrested. So that was my last high school. So living in a hostel after that, you know, just doing as much drugs as I can, just forget it, being e evil, dating some... Native American girl that's just a total warlock as well and just living in a dark cloud of hell and I remember being in that state you guys and 
there were glimpses into the light that I once had as a child because the angels would read me the Bible when I was three years old I had a picture Bible so when I was a little tiny kid there was still light and angelic activity because the calling of God is irrevocable but I'd forgotten every positive thing that happened in my life and I was living in Tartarus on earth with a physical cloud of darkness just like now we have the physical cloud of light so it was the polar opposite of my calling and I remember in that dark cloud that there was a glimpse of light at one point because it was so dark that I cried out for Jesus. I had forgotten for years that I even did this because the, my memory was so tor tormented by darkness. But I remember I was in my apartment on Lake Whitefish and I had screamed out the name Jesus in desperation. And it was like then the darkness of the cloud just filled it in. But I had one shout. And I remember that at my lowest point when I was 18 years old. And within one month, I was arrested, kicked out of high school for all this weird stuff, framed. The cops framed me with drugs and all these false charges. It was the most insane miracles to get me arrested and court-ordered into Minnesota Teen Challenge from three states away. They put me on an Amtrak, and they sent me to Teen Challenge. They got off. That night, they started casting demons out of me. <laughs> Within 30 days of crying out the name of Jesus into a cloud of total demonic Tartarus darkness, I was saved and delivered. That's the power of Jesus Christ. That's the power of the glory over the highest level of sorcery available in the universe. That's why when Freemasons and Daughters of the Eastern Star and all these real warlocks and real witches and murderers come around me, it's like, <laughs> easy peasy all the time. There's, there's nothing hard about it. Working with fallen angels, I don't care if your head's spinning around like an owl and you're speaking in guttural languages. It's been easy since I've been born again because I'd lived in the darkest darkness that exists in the kingdom of hell before I was saved. And that's accurate and true. The staff at Teen Challenge told me they had dealt with heroin dealers, every gang member you can imagine, murderers. They said they had never had a case even as close to mine in the history of Minnesota Teen Challenge. That's what they said. There was nothing like it. Why? It's the calling. It's this calling to bring this apostolic glory to this generation, you guys. And the demons tempt people to not believe. And so you need to understand my testimony just like they understood Moses' testimony. You need to understand your leaders, where they come from, why they are the way they are, so you can walk with us closely. You need to walk with your head, Bride of Christ. You need to walk with the friends of the Bridegroom. There is an exodus going on right now, and we will take you all the way. I know all the way down, and I do know all the way up. He has given his apostles and prophets the blueprint of the final exodus and you will go up as you go down you will be lifted up into the heavens you will be lifted up to this in the stars your bodies will be lifted up your blood will be lifted up to the father just like Jesus is first born from the realm of the dead but only as your conscience goes down inside your heart you can only go as high externally as you go low internally in the name of Jesus, let that wisdom burn into you. You can only go as high into the stars externally. That's external power, external dominion, external influence, external favor. 
to the measure you've gone down in internal sacrifice of your own heart. Then you'll be real. And then heaven will declare with trumpets of angels, you are the sons of God. Amen. Bless you guys. Raising support for our concrete work. Raise 2,000. Need 7,000 more. Missionary needs for Steve. Taking care of his stuff in England and London. He's going to be making more videos this coming month. And we, we had a good talk today. He's been working in Belgium and the Netherlands. Our missionaries are doing exciting, new, groundbreaking, pioneering work throughout Europe, throughout Africa, and throughout all the Americas. God has yet to open up Asia, but that's coming. We'll be working in all the nations in the days ahead, not just in the internet, but with missionaries in the natural realm. And we're already all over Europe, we're all over Africa, we're all over North America. And it's expanding and growing by your financial support. Support Red Letter Ministries. Help us. The need is great. We have the laborers. We have the most anointed men and women on this staff I've ever seen, and I'm not being biased. That's who the Father's brought. The greatest destinies, the greatest callings, the most anointed, most revelatory, gifted prophets and apostles I have ever seen in my life. And if it were not so, I'd tell you, and I'd be watching them on the internet. But they're here. They're in this ministry already. We are just looking for supporters so their ministries can grow in the realm of the natural. It grieves me that we still struggle to pay our staff. That it's week by week for some of them. It's month by month for others. It's a big work. It involves a lot of people. And each one is influencing hundreds weekly. These are world changers. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. Tithe into this apostleship. I know the Spirit of God would challenge you to begin tithing into Red Letter Ministries. It will change your life. You'll be connected to all the apostolic works of leadership. You'll be tied into the very front lines of the army of the Lord during this day. And you will see the rewards for where your heart is. There your treasure will be also. It will connect your heart to the very front lines of the armies of the living God. It'll connect your hearts to the archangels on the front lines. Archangels are only on the front lines. The angels of the arch aren't back with the nurses. They aren't back with the pioneered revelation from a hundred years ago in Azusa Street. There's no big angels back there. They don't need them. It's already been established. Everyone already believes in the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the speaking of tongues. You got a hundred million Pentecostals in the world. The big boys that are pioneering the new stuff of the glory coming from God the Father are on the front lines. This is where you want to bring your financial support. This is where you make the biggest dent in the kingdom of hell. And this is where the finances are the least on the front lines because it's pioneering into unknown territory and everyone has a check in their spirit. Make that check out to Red Letter Ministries. Amen. Love you guys. Bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. <laughs>